you would turn to the book of Genesis, chapter 16, verses 6 through 15. I'd like to read today. The book of Genesis, chapter 16, verses 6 through 15. But Abram said unto Sarai, Behold, thy maid is in thy hand. Do to her as it pleases thee. And when Sarai dealt hardly with her, she fled from her face. And the angel of the Lord found her by a fountain of water in the wilderness, by the fountain in the way to Shur. Verse 8 says, And he said, Hagar, Sarai's maid, whence thou camest thou, and whither wilt thou go? And she said, I flee from the face of my mistress, Sarai. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Return to thy mistress, and submit thyself under her hands. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, I will multiply thy seed exceedingly, that it shall not be numbered for multitude. And the angel of the Lord said to her, Behold, thou art with child, and shalt bear a son, and shalt call his name Ishmael. Because the Lord hath heard thy affliction. And he will be a wild man, his hand will be against every man, and every man's hand against him, and he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. And she called the name of the Lord that spoke, spoken to her, Thou God seest me, for she said, Have I also here looked after him that seeth me? Wherefore the well was called Berlachere. Behold, it is between Kadesh and Bered. And Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram called his son's name, which Hagar bore Ishmael. And I like to read in the book of Psalms, chapter 34, verse 7 as well. The angel of the Lord encampeth. That's Psalms 34 and 7. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and deliver them. Let me read that again. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and deliver them. I'd like to speak to you just simply the thought, my angel, my angel. Could we just lift our voices unto the Lord? God, we praise you uh, this hour. We praise you for your word. We praise you, God, for everything that you do. God, we ask, Lord, that you would just see fit to bless this congregation. God, we ask that you would just send your anointing in this place. God, we ask, Lord, for a special touch, a special deliverance. God, a special, God, enlightenment of your word. God, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna give you the glory. We're going to give you the praise. We thank you, Jesus. God, we lift you up. We glorify. We thank you, Lord, for this time. We ask this in your wonderful name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. My angel. My angel. Sarai, we find, gave Hagar to Abram as a substitute wife. This was a common practice at this time. A married woman who could not have children was shamed by her peers and was often required to give a female servant to her husband in order to produce 
heirs. The children born to the servant woman were considered the children of the wife. And we find that Abram was acting and lying with the custom of the day. We find this action showed his lack of faith of God. His lack of faith that God would fulfill his promise. We find that Sarah took matters into her own hands. She gave Hagar to Abram like Abram she had trouble believing in God's promise. There are times when we feel the urge to take matters into our own hands. There are times when we feel like that we just can't seem to wait. But we've just got to take care of the situation. It just doesn't seem like uh, God is moving quick enough. There's a temptation that nothing is happening. That we need to do something about it. When God says wait, by interfering, we can disrupt God's plan. Our strength is in the waiting. Could I tell somebody today that our strength is in the waiting today? Our strength is to simply stand still. In the world's eyes, it doesn't look like that's the way that we should do things. That doesn't look like the way uh, to, to, to follow through. Isaiah 40 and 31 says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. Psalms 59 and 9 says, Because of His strength, because of His strength, I will wait upon thee, for God is my defense. It doesn't make sense to wait. It doesn't make sense at all to just wait. But my friend, our strength, we can find within the wait. We can find strength in Jesus today just simply in the wait. All He wants us to do is to trust in Him. To give Him our our full attention. Our full faith and belief that He is going to provide a way today. Somebody needs to understand that today. Listening under the sound of my voice. We find in the book of Lamentations 3 and 25, the Lord is good unto them that wait for Him, to the soul that seeketh Him. Although Sarai arranged for Hagar to have a child by Abram, she later blamed him for the results. It's easy to strike out in frustration, to point a finger at someone else, uh, uh, than to admit an error and ask for forgiveness. Adam and Eve did the same exact thing. Hagar was running away from her problem. An angel of the Lord appeared. Hagar came to a fountain on the way to Shur. The village women and girls sit and talk, waiting their turns to fill their jars, and sometimes until far into the night. 
The water of the village fountain is often conveyed by a covered conduit for some distance from the source to a convenient spot in the village. Sure, the word means a wall and may pr- probably refer to the, the mountain wall of the, the uh, Thai plateau, uh, plateau as visible from the shore plains. But an angel instructed her at this place. An angel said to return and face Sarai. An angel said to act like you should be acting even though Sarai was in the wrong. An angel said, don't run away from your problem, but to face her again. And he said, I will multiply your seed. The son that you are having will be called Ishmael, which means God heareth. God heard your afflictions, your trouble, your cry. This was her angel. Somebody today needs to understand that there is an angel for you. There is an angel uh, that just wants to simply supply your need. There's an angel that wants uh, to say, look, return and face your problems. There's an angel that says you need to act like you should be acting even though the world, even though you're being mistreated, even though you're being persecuted, even though you're being done wrong, you need to act like you're supposed to be acting. Don't run away from your problem. Face her again because I'm with you. You're on the side of the Lord. I'll multiply your seed just as the the angel instructed uh, Hagar, the son that you are going to have, the problem, that the situation that you've been praying for, the child that you've been praying for, uh, the bills to be paid that you've been praying for, your healing that you've been praying for. Hang on because you're about to give birth to a miracle. You're about to give birth to an Ishmael that's going to be blessed by God. And the meaning of that means God heareth. God hears our cries. God hears our prayers. God hears us in our times, our needs, our situations. What He wants us to do is to trust in Him. What He wants us to do is to just simply uh, give Him uh, some uh, uh, trust and confidence in Him today. God wants to bless you. My friend, today, when you're in trouble, call on Jesus. When you're in trouble today, trust in Jesus. When you're in trouble today, cry on His shoulders. He hears the afflictions, your troubles. He'll send an angel to the rescue. He's a God that hears you. Ishmael, thank God for my angel. You need to give the Lord thanks for your angel. She called out to God. She said, He sees me. The well there was called Berlachere, the well of him that liveth and seeth me. That was the well where she was in. My friend, if ever there was a time that we need to find our well, the bare latere, the one, the well of him that liveth and seeth me, the well of vision of life is what some Hebrews referred to that well as being. The well, in other words, where the Lord met with Hagar. My friend, today the house of God is our well called the bare latere. My friend, today that well is the well of the vision of life. It is the well of him that liveth and seeth me. My friend, it is the well where the Lord wants to meet and say, look, here's your angel. Here's what you need to do. Here's uh, what needs to take place. Here's uh, what I want to do in your life. My Lord and Savior is there at your well today. He wants to instruct you and tell you what it is that you need to do. My angel. Abram. In Genesis 22, God said, build an altar. He laid the wood in order. He bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on it. 
He took the knife to slay him. But in Genesis 22 and 11, the scripture says, And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abram, Abraham, and he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thy hand upon thy lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine own only son from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering instead of his son. My angel, he called the place Jehovah Jireh, meaning God will provide. God will not only provide the sacrifice, but in times of need, he'll provide an angel to instruct you and tell you what it is that you need to do. My friend, today, somebody needs uh, to listen to what it is that I'm saying today. Somebody needs to understand what it is that I'm trying to get across to you today. Somebody needs to understand that God is is on the uh, uh, the throne today. God is wanting to do a miracle in your life. God is trying. He's wanting uh, to, to do something special in your life today. He's just waiting for you to call on Him. He's just waiting uh, for you to put your hands up and say, I'm ready uh, to receive that which you have, have, have promised me. God is waiting. God is ready uh, to do that which is promised. And my friend, today, if we'll just believe that an angel is on the way, then just have faith today, just as he did Abraham, he'll send that angel. Genesis 22 and 15, and the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time, and said by myself, how I have sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing, and hast not withheld thy son, thy only, that the blessing I will bless thee and multiply. I will multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven, and as the sand which upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. When you obey God, when you fear Him, when you hold nothing back and live for Him, when you are faithful to God, He will be faithful to you. He will bless you. He'll send an angel your way. My angel. He will multiply your seed as the stars of heaven and the sand of the seashore. You will possess the gate of your enemies, the door. In other words, you can have the door of your enemies. You can have that when you possess the gate. You can control the door. You can let them come in and out. God is trying to say that you can control the gate when the enemy comes like a flood. You can control whether he comes in and whether he comes out. Some people let the enemy in. It's because they don't have a faithful uh, prayer life. It's because they don't have faith in God. It's because they can't be faithful to his house. It's, it's because they can't be faithful in their giving. My friend, today, if we could ever learn how to close the gate, we let him come in as he pleases. My friend, today, we have the power today to close the gate on the enemy. But you can only do it when you've got a prayer life. You can only do it when you've got a dedicated holy life. You can only do it when you're faithful to God's Word. You can only do it when the presence of the Lord is in your midst. You can only do it uh, when you have an angel on your side. And I'm telling you today, if you want to possess the gate of your enemy, if you're tired of the enemies, if you're tired of the persecution, if you're tired of people doing you wrong, if you're tired of people uh, uh, just suing all kinds of things against you, if it seems the world is upon your shoulder, if it seems you can't be blessed. It seems like every move you make is the opposite direction of what it is that you think that you need to be receiving. Then my friend, it's time that you uh, grab a hold of your
your angel. It's time that you grab a hold of your situation and you can control the gate just as he did. We find that you can control it. You can possess the gate. You can control the door. You can let them, you can let them come in and out. You can close the door on them. You can lock them out. Genesis 22 and 18 says, In thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. When we obey the Lord, then we have the right to let the enemy in and out. Now, sometimes the enemy can slip in, but if we have the power, which is on the inside of us, then, my friend, we can control the enemy when he's inside. We can take care of the situation. If the devil slips in, then we got power to overcome him instead of the devil overcoming us. We find that in Moses in Exodus 3, 2 said, And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the mist of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire. And the bush was not consumed. It was there that Moses received and need his own blessing. He said, here am I. He said, take off your shoes. Take off your shoes. You can find your angel when you find the presence of God. God said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people in Egypt. And I have heard their cry. I know their sorrows. I come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up to the land that flows with milk and honey. My angel is here because you fear me, because you obey me, because you are faithful to me. I'm here. And here's my angel. Elijah, we find that he was running for his life into the wilderness He sat under a juniper tree. He asked God to kill him while begging to take his life. He fell asleep. And an angel came on the scene. Even when you are asleep, your angel is still there. The angel touched him and said, get up and eat. Behold, there was a cake baked on the coals, a cruise of water at his head, He ate and he drank and he rested. Even when you're hungry, your angel will cook you a hot meal. God is good at everything. He won't leave you alone and broken and depressed and down and out. He he, he won't send an angel with a cold meal. He'll provide you with a hot meal, cooked and fresh and ready to go. His angel appeared and said, Arise, the journey is too great. He was given eat and drink a second time. First Kings 19 and 8, and he arose and he did eat and drink and went into the strength of that meat 40 days and 40 nights into Oreb, the mount of God. This time it was a steak. It was meat for strength. He didn't look at this as just another meal, but he said, my angel, my angel has provided. My angel is on the scene again. My angel, my angel. It was Daniel that said when he was in the lion's den 
6 and 22, My God has sent His angel and has shut the lion's mouth, that they have not hurt me. It was Joseph and Mary that sent an angel. My angel appeared and told me to where to take Jesus. Herod sought to kill the Christ child. But their angel came on the scene. Their angel was uh, to the rescue. Peter was sleeping in prison between two soldiers. And his angel appeared. Peter's angel appeared on the scene. The three Hebrew children experienced others in the fire with them. Their angel came on the scene in a hot, fiery furnace and came to the rescue. Jacob wrestled with his angel to get his blessing. Jesus could have had angels to rescue him on the cross, but I'm glad that he didn't because he did not able to be saved. You're able to be forgiven of your sins. He could have said, save me, angels. Come get me. I can't take any more. But he didn't do that. Don't you know that we're on the edge waiting for the, the give up single signal? Some had to hold themselves back. But Jesus, He said, no, you stay back. I've got to do this. They were just at the edge of their seat, ready to jump out and save Him off of that cross. Some of them wanted to disobey, probably just to say, i just got to save Him. I can't see uh, Jesus suffer like that. I could just disobey and go out and rescue. But that was not God's plan. When God says that He's got to do something, we've got to follow after it and do it. That's why we must live and we must die by His Word. Just as the angels were told, no, you step back, you stay away from this, I've got to do this. There's a purpose in doing so. There's a greater reward. There's a greater thing that's going to happen because of this. You'll get your day in the sun. You'll have your opportunity. You'll be able to do what it is that I want you to do, but not now. Not now. This this is something that I've got to do. But we find that the angels, His angels, could have come to His rescue, but I'm so glad that they didn't. When Mary came to the tomb, she saw her angels, two angels, John 20 and 12, and seeth two angels in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had lain. Anytime you are near Jesus, I don't care if it's a place where He's been, there's going to be angels. Just as a car may pull in the driveway or or on the pavement or something, and you may have a leak, you may see oil, or you may see water coming out from under the car, maybe from the air conditioner or or so forth. That gives me proof that, hey, a car was just here. Uh, Something that takes oil was just here, just as Jesus, wherever He is. If it's the house of God, wherever His presence is. There's angels there. I believe there's angels right now as I'm speaking. There's angels in this place. There's angels in the house of God. There's angels in our home. If you have felt the presence of the Lord in your home, if you have felt the presence of the Lord in your car, if you have felt the presence of the Lord at your workplace, if you have felt the presence of the Lord outside in your yard walking around, if you have felt the presence of the Lord no matter where you have been, Wherever you have felt Him, there has been some kind of uh, uh, example, some kind of proof that, that God was there and some angels have been left behind. Because the Scripture uh, said that she looked at the place, the place where the body of Jesus had lain. And angels in white were sitting there, at the one at the head where Jesus was and the other at the feet. 
and where the body had lain. The body was there, but the body was gone. So that tells me that wherever Jesus steps, wherever Jesus is, wherever He has been, that there are angels. Angels still there. He's got enough to go around because they just have got to grace His footsteps. they got to grace His presence because God is so great today. That's why I'm trying to tell somebody that if you could get into the presence of the Lord, you can find your angel. If you could just find the house of God in times of need, so many people are crying for help today. So many people are reaching out for help from the medical field, and I thank God for it. So many people are reaching out for somebody to help them with their depression, to help them with their addictions. But my friend, that's why I uh, place emphasis on the house of God, because wherever you find the presence of the Lord, you can find your angel. We have people walking around today saying, oh, everybody's got a guardian angel. You know, I don't believe that. I don't believe that for one second, because the Bible says we're all born into sin. And whenever, wherever there's sin, wherever there's evil, wherever there's, uh, there's darkness, there's not the presence of the Lord. There's not an angel. I don't believe that garbage, but I believe that when a person can find the presence of the Lord, when they can find an altar of repentance, and they can be filled with the wonderful uh, gift of the Holy Ghost, and they take on His wonderful name uh, and baptism, that it's there that you find your angel. It's there uh, that you are, are going to have one for life then, because wherever you find Jesus, wherever you find him, just like uh, Mary found them in the tomb, wherever Jesus has been, and if he's living on this side of you, you have found your angel. You have found them. They said, why weepest thou, Mary? Then Jesus himself, he came to her rescue. He said, I am alive. It is I. Yes, just as I promised. Revelations 8 and 3, and another angel came and stood at the altar having a gold censer. And there was given unto him much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. And verse 4 says, And the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God and out of the angel's hand. The church has an angel. A censer filled with live coals was used in the temple. This was a part of the worship. Incense was poured on the coals. A sweet-smelling smoke lifted up. This symbolized the prayers of the church. It ascended up before God. It went out of the angel's hand. The church has an angel. I'm telling you, the church has an angel. Not just any church, but I'm talking about a church where you can find the truth. I'm talking about a church where you can find the presence, where you can find the Spirit moving. A praying church, a worshiping church. That's why we push so very hard for our church to be a worshiping church, to be a praying church, to be a fasting church. To be a faithful church. To be a holiness church. To be a church that fears God. Enough to live by the Word, but enough to die by the Word. An obedient church. The reason we push so hard for that is because when you find a church like that, you're going to find an angel. 
you're going to find angels in a church where people love God and where they pray and they seek God and they put Him first in everything. You're going to find angels in a church that likes to worship and likes to praise God. You're going to find angels in a place where God is in control and where God is first. My friend, today, I don't know about you, but in life situations, in my disappointments, in my despair, in my things that I face from day to day, I cannot face them alone, but I'm so glad that I have my angel with me. Just as Hagar, she was running and she was in despair and she was upset and we find Sarai was mad and upset and she didn't know what was going to happen and here she was with child and here we here she was and a situation where she was concerned. She felt like that nobody cared, nobody loved her. But we find that what she needed and what she found was her angel. And wherever you find your angel, you'll find your answer. We find that Hagar found that answer at sure, at a fountain. It was a place where the village women and the girls would maybe talk about and gossip and maybe, you know, just pass the time away while they were fetching water. But we find that this fountain became something far greater than just a place to talk, just a place to catch up on the news, just a place to pass the time. What it really became was her place of refuge, her place where she could find refreshing. Her place where she could find deliverance. Your angel will find you in your darkest times. Your angel will find you and find you in your most devastating situations. Your angel will appear to you in times of need, in times of drought, in times of thirst, in times of hunger. But it's at that place where he'll give you direction. That He'll give you hope. And He'll give you that which you need. And He'll tell you to return and face the things that you didn't feel like you could face. And He'll tell you how you can act and what you need to do. And He'll tell you that you don't need to run from your problem. Friend, today the church is trying to tell you we're that well today. We're trying to tell you that you don't need uh, to run. You don't need to hide your face. You don't need uh, to be ashamed. But you need to return and face the things that you are facing today because there's a God that's with you. There's an angel that is with you today. He wants to be uh, your your uh, everything today. He wants to be your God. He wants to be your provider today. Would you do that today? Would you let him be such my angel today? If you would stand, the book of Mark chapter 13 and verse 32 says, But of that day and that hour knoweth no man. Know not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. There's coming a day when Jesus is coming back for us. 
And we will rejoice. We will be as the angels are. There is a day coming for those who have been faithful and true to God's Word. I read to you the Scripture, Psalms 34 and 7, The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear Him and delivereth them. What that simply says, encampeth, means that they just camp out. They live, they dwell around the person that fears God. And not only they just camp out and dwell, but it says they deliver them. Fearing God. If we could just fear God, we can find our angel. They'll encamp about us. If we could just fear God enough that, God, I fear you so much that I'm just, I'm going to be faithful to your house. If we could just fear God so much that, God, I'm afraid of what you would do to me if I don't give or pay my tithes or give my offering. I'm afraid of what you do to me if I don't testify about your goodness. I'm afraid of what you're going to do to me if I don't lift my hands and worship and praise God. That's what fear, fearing God is. God, I fear about what's going to happen, Lord, if I live for this world more than I live for you, and I go out for eternity and to be lost. I fear what's going to happen. I fear hell. We don't like to talk about that, but we need to fear God today because when we do, the angel of the Lord encampeth round about and delivereth them. My friend, today, would you come? Would you make a commitment today? Would you come to this altar? Would you repent of your sins? Would you come to this place? Would you come today and just Find an old-fashioned altar and say, God, I fear you. I want you today, God. I need you today in my life. Could we do that today? Would you come today? Would you come today? Come on now. Let's come to, to the front today and let's just, let's just worship and let's pray. Somebody today wants to turn over the life. You can find your well. You can find your angel today. You can find that place you can find the well called Berlachere. You can find your answer today. He'll give you strength. He'll give you a reason to go back and face your problems. Come on, He'll tell you how to act. Come on, don't run away from your problem today. You can face your situations. You can multiply your faith today. Come on, would you come today? Your angel is waiting on you. Come on now. Come on. Come on, the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear Him and delivereth them. Come on, would you come today? Would you come? They're coming, they're coming, come on. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. My angel, come on, let's do like Jacob, grab a hold of your angel. I'm not leaving until you bless me. Come on, would you come today?
Would you come today?